Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man walah. Amma ba'd. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Our next surah of the Quran is Suratul Kafirun. When Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala again begins the surah by addressing the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam with qul. Qul ya ayyuhal kafirun, say O Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam O disbelievers, O kafirun. Before we go into the tafsir of the surah, <coughs> what happened was during the da'wah of the Prophet وسلم, the Quraysh, they realized that nothing was going to stop this man from his mission. They tried everything. They tried abusing him, they tried harming him, insulting him. All tactics, verbal, physical, emotional. They tried everything, but nothing worked. They even tried to bribe him. Said, we'll give you whatever you, whatever you desire. We'll make you the leader. This was not what he was after. He came and he was doing a job for the sake of Allah. And so they decided, let's make a compromise. Khayl, we're not going to win. Let, let's meet each other halfway. So they came to him and they said, For one year we will worship Allah alone. For one year, no idol worship, no kufr, no shirk. We will worship Allah alone. But the following year, everybody, including yourself, will worship our gods, our idols. So we have a compromise. Everybody's happy. One year for you, one year for us. And so Allah revealed the surah. Say to them, O disbelievers, O kafirun. Yeah, Allah did not say, O mushrikun. He's addressing every single disbeliever. No matter what faith they come from, no matter what their disbelief is. Because many things can lead to disbelief. It's not just shirk. It's not just saying Allah is a son. Many things can lead to disbelief. Allah is addressing every single disbeliever. Say to them, La a'budu ma ta'budun. I do not worship that which you worship. I do not worship, neither, not in the past, not currently, do I worship what you worship. Are false deities, false gods that don't deserve worship. That don't have the characteristics of Allah, the perfect names and attributes of Allah that makes Him deserved of worship. وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ Nor are you worshipping what I'm worshipping. Nor are you worshipping or disbelievers that which I worship. The one who I worship who is actually deserved of worship. Because of his perfection. Because he's my creator. He's my provider, my protector. He knows every single thing. And nothing happens except by his will. وَلَا أَنْتُمْ عَابِدُونَ مَا أَعْبُدُ nor will you ever worship what I worship. And even in the future, if you were to try to compromise, in the future, no matter what, what you worship will never be like what I am worshipping of Allah. Nor will I ever worship that which you worship. Notice the two verses are the same. This is a repetition in the surah. Allah mentioned this verse twice. 
And there's a few reasons we could give for this. Number one is for emphasis. To emphasize the fact we will never worship that which you worship. Of false deities. Of anything besides Allah. Number two is it could refer to the past or the future. Or currently we don't worship. The second verse refers to the future. We will never worship that which you worship. There's no compromise. When it comes to Tawheed, when it comes to Aqeedah, when it comes to belief, when it comes to worshipping Allah alone, there's no compromise. There's no one year for you, one year for us. One year we upon Tawheed, worshipping Allah alone, the next year we, we can play around. Allah is emphasizing in this surah, Bara'ah, complete disassociation from disbelief and shirk. Some scholars said it refers to the manner of worship. So the first verse means we don't worship that which you worship of false deities. And the second verse refers to those acts of worship that you do. We will never do them. The way that you worship your false gods, we will never do them. So these are some of the ways that scholars of tafsir explain the differences between these two ayat even though they are the same. And Allah ends up by saying, say to them, لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ You have your religion, and I have my religion. The two are not the same, they will never be the same. There is no compromise. And this ayah should not be misinterpreted. Sometimes you find people, they, they have a difference of opinion. Maybe one brother, he perhaps follows some odd views. Let's give some modern day examples. Nowadays you'll find people will say, um, music is not haram. Music is permissible. Or, he would say, these LGBTQ things, you can play around with them, it's okay to be like this, it's okay to choose your gender. What does Islam say? So he comes with the verse and he says, That's your understanding, this is my understanding. This is not what the ayah is saying. Allah is using this verse to disassociate. To say, you have your religion, that's not Islam. And this is my religion which is Islam. This is not a verse where we can use to say, you have your own opinions, we have our opinions, all is okay. That would be misusing the verse completely. The end of the verse is to emphasize once again, you have your religion which is something other than the religion of Islam. It's not worshipping Allah alone. It's not based upon the Qur'an or the Sunnah. And we have our religion which is Islam. Islam. The only religion with Allah is an Islam. And Allah says, Whoever seeks a religion, desires a religion other than Islam, will never be accepted from them. Never ever. And in the year after, this person will be of the losers. So in conclusion, this chapter, the surah, is a complete bara'ah min al-shirki wal-kufr. It's complete negation, separation from disbelief and shirk. And it creates a barrier between that and iman and Islam and tawheed. To end off quickly, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would read this, this surah before he sleeps at night. And he said, it is a disavowal of shirk. 
So read it before you sleep every night. He read them in the two rak'at before Fajr. The first rak'ah, قُلْ أَيُّ الْكَافِرُونَ And the second one, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ And he said, نِعْمَ سُورَتَانِهَا What a blessed two chapters these are. كَافِرُونَ and قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ And he heard a man doing the same thing in Fajr, reading قُلْ أَيُّ الْكَافِرُونَ in the first rak'ah. And he said, this is a slave who knows his Rabb. And in the second rak'ah, the man, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ he said, this is the slave who believes in his Lord. He praised this man for reading these two chapters in the Raka'at before Fajr. Also the two before Maghrib. These two Raka'at we can pray before Maghrib. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam often used to read, قُلْ يَعْوَ الْكَافِرُونَ قُلْ وَاللَّهُ أَحَدٌ Also the two Raka'at after Tawaf. In Mecca you make Tawaf. Two Raka'at after you read, قُلْ يَعْوَ الْكَافِرُونَ قُلْ وَاللَّهُ أَحَدٌ and as the Prophet said, what a blessed combination of two surahs this is. And if you look at the content matter, it's all about who Allah is and freeing the worship or disbelief away from Allah. That all worship and belief can only be towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Tomorrow, bi idnillah, we continue with our next chapter. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.